Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today I am here with Carolyn Testa and Lauren Sampson of Mental Push Plan. And I'm really excited to introduce them to you all because I actually met them locally here in Boise because they are based out of here and reached out to me. And as most of you know, I've been working really hard to get connected with like-minded, hearted, and just similar, just like people that are putting out similar work and efforts into the world. And so I'm really excited to talk to you today about the work that they're doing in regard to planning for your birth, labor, delivery, and recovery process. So let's start with Carolyn. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Carolyn, and uh, my background is actually in biomedical engineering. I came out of school and worked in medical device sales and marketing for about six years, and then got pretty burnt out on that and made like a 180 and decided to become a yoga teacher. And so from there, 180, by the way, (laughs) it's really good. Yeah. Like took a hard right turn on my career path. Uh, but I became trained as a yoga teacher. I then trained as a prenatal yoga teacher. And it was during that training that I learned what a doula was. And I was like, yes, that is what I want to do with my life. Um, just empowering people, females, especially through that huge transition in their lives. And so that kind of led me down the birth worker path, uh, which led, you know, to Lauren and I developing the mental push plan a few years ago. That's awesome. And how exactly did you and Lauren meet? So, So our husbands were roommates in orange County, we met maybe eight years ago, but Lauren never lived there. I I was living near there by the, at the time, but she would just come into town and we would like party together on the weekends, (laughs) hang out on the beach. Uh, and so we were just very much acquaint acquaintances for a long time because we never lived in the same place. And then when we got pregnant at the same time, three years ago, we started talking so much more about just everything pregnancy related. Chris and I took our baby moon in Europe and Lauren was living in Spain at the time. And so we met up with them and Lauren and I just like, can't stop talking about like preparing for birth and like, what are you doing and what's your plan and preferences? And, and that just kind of spiraled into like what was missing in the resources that we were looking at. And that is kind of how mental push plan blossomed. Awesome. And Lauren, tell us a little bit about yourself. So thank you so much for having us. My background is in sport and exercise psychology. So um, I have my PhD from the University of Minnesota. And 
I was lucky enough to have a sports psychologist in high school. Um, growing up, I was a volleyball, basketball, track um, athlete, and I was just mesmerized by the work that the sports psychologist was doing with us. And I was just like, you get to help athletes be better athletes like all day, every day. Like, And she had a special place in her heart for young female athletes. And it just really was such a formative experience for me. And I sort of knew from then on, this is what I want to do. I want to do sports psychology. I want to work in this um, area. And I felt immediately it's transferability. It was just so evident to me that these were not just tools for the sporting arena. These were life skills. Um, and so f- I uh, did my undergraduate work in psychology and then continued on um, and was in school for way too long, <laughs> but very much enjoyed it. The thing that was difficult for me is that I never was really finding the area or the population that was really calling to me or that I really felt authentic with. Um, I think elite athletes are amazing and we learn so much from them, but it wasn't a space that I felt authentic in. It wasn't a space that I was really like, yes, those are, those are my people. Um, and so it was in having my first child and, and, and speaking with Carolyn about that whole process that I was like, man, like, if we could make an impact on the mental strength of women and birthing people going through this process, like that would be huge, huge. Uh, And I felt that my mental skills were so impactful in my own birth that I thought, you know, like, let's, let's do this. Like, let's teach people going through this process, women, um, their birthing partners, um, birthing people, like let's, let's get this in their hands because these are skills they can use Yes, in this environment when they're giving birth, but but beyond, you know, they can use it in their parenting and all of that. So uh, we like to say that there's nothing more elite than giving birth and raising humans. So like, let's get these elites mental skills out into the people who can really use them. Right. Well, first of all, I love that you had exposure to a sports psychologist at a young age, especially because like, I don't know exactly how old you, you guys are, but I don't feel like that was very common, at least when I was in high school college, there wasn't an emphasis put on having healthy coping skills and strategies with sports. And it leads to a lot of like, just a lot of, a lot of issues for female athletes from body image to just like that toxic level of competitiveness. And now we're seeing that translate so heavily into motherhood. And that's where I kind of coined that term of athlete brain. And it is not a bad thing, but like, it can turn into something really toxic if you don't know how to leverage that. And so I know we really connected over that piece of, of taking some of these mental skill sets that there is in the psychology world and then applying it to an overall healthier experience and game plan heading into motherhood. So can you tell us a little bit about the specific work that you guys are doing to bridge both of your skill sets and backgrounds? Sure. So yeah, my background in yoga, meditation, mindfulness, um, we kind of blended that with Lauren's background in mental training, sports psychology. And so the framework of our program is learning mindfulness in a very digestible way. So it's not sitting down for 10 minutes every morning to meditate. Like most of us, especially moms do not have time for that. And so it's sprinkling mindfulness throughout your day so that you just become more aware in a non-judgmental way, right? You understand what you're experiencing 
but you're not labeling at it as this is bad or, you know, and which is a, lo- a lot what can happen in labor, right? So when we have that kind of foundation of mindfulness, we understand where we're at. And then we talk about in our program, what is your goal mindset for your labor? So not what your goal outcome is, but what that like ideal mindset is that you want to take through that process. And so what bridges those two things is your mental tools. And that that's where we, you know, throw everything at you, right? Like try all of these tools to see which ones really work for you and which ones will take you from your current state to where your goal mindset is. Um, so that can look different for everybody, depending on your personality, depending on how you want to feel for your labor. And maybe I should just talk a little bit more about that goal mindset. So we've kind of coined it at, or we have coined it as your sweet spot. And that's really your mindset where you feel most empowered, most fulfilled, successful, like really like most badass, right? Like you can take on anything, you can do hard things. And, um, and so we walk you through an exercise of what is a time in your life where you felt that way? And can you channel that? And what is an emotion that's attached to that experience so that you can recreate it later on, especially under, you know, fear or stress or pain during labor? Absolutely. Yeah. I like what you said a lot about mindfulness in a non-judgmental way. And I think that's obviously something that we could all apply, like you said, in a variety of, of situations, labor, delivery, postpartum, motherhood, yes, but also just that ability to check in. Athletes are already so aware of their body. They are aware of every little like almost muscular component of their body or their movements but they're not always so aware of like the thoughts and where those thoughts can take them, right? Like having that self-awareness of like, I'm a little spirally right now, or I'm like letting that again, toxic competitiveness take over instead of knowing how to use it to your advantage or like to what degree. So I really like what you said about the non-judgmental mindfulness Mm -hmm. and then the goal mindset. So I want to elaborate on that goal mindset because there's a sentiment that's come up a lot in my work with working with athletes, especially like my very, my athlete brained ones who think that the only way to have a baby, like the best way is unmed, unmedicated, natural, like I'm training for birth kind of thing. And anything that's outside of their like ideal path is not good enough. Or it's like now, now they're not, it's not the healthiest option for them or their baby or like in that rigid mindset is that's crippling, right? Like that is so destructive to only have that as your, I guess, best outcome. And so something I say a lot is it's not necessarily how the baby comes out. It's how you feel. And I think that you have so beautifully elaborated on that with the goal mindset for birth. Mm-hmm. One of the things too, I mean, especially for, you know, the athletes that you work with, I think one of the ways that we can talk about this um, to maybe bring a little bit more clarity is that your clients might have some more experience with is this uh, goal setting. So we know that when we're working in an athletic arena, that there's, you know, a variety of goals that you want to have, right? You 
absolutely want to have your outcome goals. Like you want to have, okay, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be placing. This is the sort of finish that I really want to be pushing myself towards. However, if all you have are outcome goals, you're going to have a hard time getting to that outcome, right? Like you need to have goals along the way, as well as the ability to recognize that those outcome goals are largely outside of your control, right? Depending on what the competitor, your competition is doing, depending on the the refs, depending on the, the, the climate of the day, what the weather is doing. So there's so many factors that are outside of your control when it comes to a sporting event. And so just having outcome goals isn't enough basically, right? And you don't have control over those. So what do we do to get you into the best place possible to be able to accomplish those outcome goals? We set up process goals. We set up performance goals. So we really drill down right into what do I need to be doing every day to put myself in the best position possible to be able to reach those outcome goals. So when we developed the mental push plan, it's really more about sticking into those process goals, those performance goals. Like what are you able to control within yourself to be able to put yourself in a place that's going to be as positive, productive, healthy for you, no matter what happens in your birth. So while I think it's wonderful to have what we like to refer to more as birth preferences Mm -hmm. of this is how I would like the physical outcomes of my birth to go. Those are important to have and to be educated around and to make um, the choices that are best for you. What we like to do is then go back in that process and kind of look more at those process performance goals of saying, okay, but you also need to recognize that you don't have full control over those. You don't know exactly how your body's going to react or, or what's going to need to happen to have a healthy delivery, have a healthy birth for, for both mom and baby. So how can we get you the right skills to stay in a positive, productive mind space to be able to adapt as that process changes, right? We do that in, in sports settings all the time of like, okay, well, like what if you uh, lose your shoes or, you know, the ref makes an awful call and one of your teammates is, uh, has to go, you know, fouls out, right. you know, what, what do we do then? How do we adjust in order to maintain focus to maintain our energy, to maintain our motivation. And that's really what we aim to give those who go through our program is the ability to stay in that optimal mindset to meet whatever challenges come their way, to be able to stay focused and not react, but to be able to respond. Gosh, I love, I love so much of this because I think it gives like the freedom of this is the kind of birth and experience I would prefer. So you have freedom there, but then you also have permission to kind of step outside of maybe like your choice A, right? Like what's like plan B here? What is even plan C? And like mentally preparing for that. And that just preaches adaptability, which we can understand so clearly in fitness and overall athleticism and sports. Cool. But it's almost like that gets shut off when we are like, I want to have a baby and I want it to be this way. And I know for me, I was very much like a natural birth minded with my first son. And when it ended up being an emergency C-section where both of us were not in a good condition at all, it wasn't so much the C-section that rocked me was it was more so the, what I felt that it meant about me, about what now that meant for my son. And like, I didn't do a good job and I've already failed. And 
now I had no idea what to expect. This was so like, I thought like I was fit enough and did all of the right things and smart and had all these tools. And now I had an emergency C-section. I was so caught off guard that it was that feeling that was way worse, that spiraled a ton of anxiety and depression, not the actual birth method, right? And that's why I feel the work that you guys are doing is so important because my experience is it don't have to be a freaking athlete to feel like that. I hear this all the time from a variety of different bodies that give birth. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, what you were saying about like the postpartum stuff, like everything is a building block. Right. And so like how your pregnancy was, how you're talking to yourself in your pregnancy, how your labor went, how your feelings that happened, like that's a huge life experience. And if that's like tainted or you're traumatized in any way from that, or just feeling like you failed is that's, that carries into your postpartum period. And that like makes it so much harder. If you had a fantastic pregnancy and fantastic birth, postpartum is still hard. But like, if you don't, if you're, you know, if those, if that was a bad experience for you, like that's for sure going to carry into the, to the postpartum. And it does when you don't have the perspective, right? Like, and I think that perspective gets absolutely overlooked because we're so focused, like you said, on the outcome. And like my childbirth educator came to the hospital. She was such a dear friend of mine, such a great mentor. And she was like, honey, like you didn't fail. I'm like, but I feel like I did. And I can't undo that feeling because there was so much buildup for, well, if you breathe like this and you get into these positions and you do this, and if your partner advocates enough, and if you did it, we don't see section rates or this or that. Like there was so much of like, like shaming messaging associated with anything outside of one particular outcome, even though that was not the intention. I know that was nobody's intention, but we couldn't undo a lot of that messaging. And we see that so much on social media. Like if you exercise like this, you follow my exercise program, you're going to have a natural childbirth and you're going to bounce right back. And people are like desperately seeking that. And like, that's bullshit, right? (laughs) We have so much undoing to do where it's so much less about training for birth And it's more about training for adaptability in all of the ways. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one of the things that we, to that point that we spend um, some time on in our program are helping people to comprehend and and sit with is this idea of there is no perfect birth, right? And how do you think through the potential for change? Right. You know, how can you have, um, basically we, we like to refer to it as what's sort of the ACE in your back pocket, you know, so that the, the idea of having a C-section or the idea of getting an epidural or being induced, you know, whatever that tool medical intervention is that you've thought through, okay, if this becomes a reality for me, how do I respond? Right. And, and thinking through the ABCDs um, and having sort of a, a mental prep for that and knowing, okay, how do I reframe for myself in the moment to say, this was a possibility and now it's here. And how do I want to respond? Do I want to stay in within myself and stay within my sweet spot? Yes. How do I do that? And then you've got the mental tools to help foster that. So 
Absolutely. To your point, it's sort of cutting through all those expectations and, and saying, okay, right. Anything can happen. So if anything can happen, how do I prepare for that? Right. Um, and that's not to say we, again, we think birth preferences are great and we think that you should have those, um, and that you should be clear with your provider and that you should have informed choice and informed consent in all of the care that you receive. What we are really advocating for is that your mentality is one that is open for flexibility, adaptability, and it allows you to stay mentally strong through whatever needs to happen. And to add on to that, when you're thinking about, you know, other outcomes other than what your first choice is, understanding how like stress and what happens in your body, like how that physically manifests for you is another great way to use tools, but also like, that's a mindfulness thing, right. Of, Oh, my shoulders are tensing right now. Like, can I soften them or do do my thoughts start to spiral into a negative pattern? And how, how can I recognize that I'm starting to go that direction and kind of veer myself back? Yeah. That ability to check in with yourself is hard in general. Mm -hmm. Then when you're like in active labor, it's even harder to check in with yourself. And I know that everyone was like, just kind of like try to like breathe and relax. And I did the opposite. Like, even though I knew better, my thought was like, I just was sort of like, Oh, I know you, no one can even see me right now, but like, it was just like, I was kind of like bracing into my husband, just like kind of bent over, like in just bracing. There was no like relaxation for me, even though I knew that that's what I needed to do. So it's so hard. And I don't think that was a component that I spent enough time on was being able to, to counter that as well as I needed to. There wasn't a lot of like down training your brain or your body for labor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, your, your nervous system and how, like how your body reacts to stress during labor is even important because, you know, as when animals are birthing in the wild, like their body knows that if they're under stress, if they, if they sense a predator's you know, close by their body's going to stall labor to keep the babies like safe inside them, which is exactly what our bodies do when we experience stress. So if we're, you know, in the hospital and having a lot of pain and starting to spiral, like that's, what's going to happen. Our labor is going to stall. It's not, it's not going to keep progressing. Right. That's so crazy to think about. And there's so many, I just love the amount of parallels in this particular conversation of connecting like the birth community and labor and delivery to sports in a really healthy way. Cause we, again, we can see it in a very like toxic setting people up for like mental struggle way because of the, I failed or this, like I planned for this and this happened, but I really love how constructive all of this is. So let's get into the, how, how, how do we go about having a mental game plan, mental push plan. Can you tell us a little bit about the framework that you guys teach? You know, I mentioned before we, we start out from the mindfulness perspective. We have our sweet spot. That's our goal mindset for labor. And then we have all these tools that we want to get there. And so our, our framework is so much in the practice 
I love the name of your podcast because like <laughs> we hit on that so much. And I mean, as an athlete, you know, like you can't expect to show up for a big game and not having, you know, done any free throw practice or whatever, right? Like these things have to be ingrained in your mind just as much as your muscle memory does for sports competition. Because like you said, during labor, when we're super stressed out or, you know, in pain, you like recalling these tools is going to be so much harder and remembering to be mindful. If you're having to think, Oh wait, like what is my mindfulness practice? Like that's going to be a lot harder to tap into versus like, okay, like I can feel my feet on the floor right now. Like I can like let my shoulders soften and like really move inwards. And like, what am I feeling? And, and then where do I need to go from there? It's that practice that I think is so important and, and the mental tools too, right? Because if you're having to think about how am I going to implement these mental tools, like that's a lot harder to do when you're in the throes of labor. (laughs) Yeah. The first time mom, I just remember thinking like, well, I'm mentally tough. Like this is fine. I was made for this. And like that message though, while it was very empowering during pregnancy and even during labor, it was the after effects of that that I couldn't work through. Cause I was like, well, I was mentally tough. I like was fit. I did all those things, but again, it wasn't like, there's just a different way to leverage that mental toughness. Right. Cause sometimes mental toughness means being able to be adaptable and surrender instead of just like push through, push through the pain. You know, you can do this, like tap into that, like athlete brain, but to what extent? So I love the focus on, just having other strategies for leveraging some of that mental toughness and practice. Yeah. And these break our mental tools down into two major groupings. And we really throw the kitchen sink at people (laughs) when they come through our program, because the reason for that is that we are such individuals and what really is going to hit home and really stick for each person is going to be different. And so we offer sort of a a whole swath of different mental tools for people to be able to personalize and say, oh, yes, like I am a very visual person. Mm -hmm. So maybe some visualization or utilizing point of focus. Those are two examples of some of our tools. Um, Those are going to be really effective for me. Or maybe I'm a really sort of internal person. I really like to turn inward and that is sort of most helpful to me. So in that moment, maybe a birth affirmation, or we like to use the the term, a push cue can be really helpful. And then using those in combination across the birthing process um, to sort of help you through the different moments to be able to turn to sort of your toolbox to say, okay, this, at this moment, like turning inward and talking to myself is really important and focusing on my breath um, is going to be wonderful. And I'm really gelling with it at the moment. And then, you know, maybe as things progress, um, you get more into transition or you're into active pushing, right. You might find that your, your mood is changing. So by having another tool to be able to utilize in that moment, 
can be really helpful. So um, basically when you walk away from our program, from the mental push plan, you come away with a single one sheet, totally customized to you plan, mental push plan. And it highlights first and foremost your sweet spot. So your ideal goal mindset, we like to refer to this as sort of like your North star, your guiding light. Um, And then your toolbox of tools that is very specific you know, A, B, C, D, these are my tools that I have worked on, that I have sat with, that I have practiced, that I have practiced, 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 Um, very important. And then we also offer places on there for you to have already listed out, thought through when the going gets tough or when things change, what's my response in those moments and how do I wanna make sure that I'm responding to change Um, And then the final piece that we offer is also a way for you to really engage with whoever's on your birth team. So your provider, your partner, if you have a doula or some other sort of support person with you um, to really clarify um, again with, with your team, what is your communication strategy? You know, what is going to be most helpful and effective for you as the birthing person, Um, whether that be dues, you know, say these things, help me with this, these sort of touch measures, as well as don'ts. You know, if you know that there's things, phrases or manners of touch. Relax. <laughs> yeah, just relax, yeah. right? Like super helpful. Let's say that. For a lot of people, that's not helpful. Um, you know, maybe some more tangibles of okay, like release your shoulders. Right. You're getting sort of the same message, but in a way that's going to be productive for you. Um, that's more tangible of like, yes, okay, kiss my shoulders. I know that that is like my relaxed signal. Um, so we really help you build that roadmap of saying, okay, what are the, the changes that could happen? Where do I want to be? How do I get there? We really want to give you that whole mapped out and then easy to reference um, piece of information that you can take with you on a single sheet to whatever birth setting you're going to. I think that's so great and such a good way to feel like you're not just informed about your experience, but you're informed about like your own tendencies. It's just so much self-awareness. And I love that you help dial that in. I obviously do a lot of complimentary work, not in like the birth world, but with my athletes talking about your training, like I can't be an expert on your training and body, but I can help you learn how to be an expert yourself and like work with yourself through that process. So you know how to actually listen to your body with some of my guidance, right? So what, when you are working with a client, um, I just, I jotted this note down. I find I come across a lot of athletes that uh, like what they think they need versus like what they actually need from me or from you. So how do you go about navigating some of those conversations with people that you work with? Hmm. Oh, that's, that's a, a tough question. I know <laughs> that is a good, a good question. I tend to like trust the, the laboring person. Like, I think that that maternal instinct is like, I think your self-awareness is for sure heightened during that, that period in your life. Um, so I, I would be pretty hard pressed. <laughs> like, I guess if you, if you think that s- someone's saying something that's coming from a place of ego or maybe fear is 
like asking them a little bit more about it. So I guess I don't know. I'm a little bit unclear if your question was like prior to labor or oh, yeah, like more like prior to labor. Like I'm coming in, I'm in my first trimester and I'm like, this is the kind of birth I want. This is my goal. I'm going to be training up until my due date. And like, th- I don't want any intervention or whatever, when I'm just kind of coming in with that really intense, rigid mindset, which again, there's not, it's not always problematic, but we also have to expand that mindset, expand that yeah. if we're really trying to create a truly informed and fairly flexible birth experience to set them up mentally and physically for delivery and postpartum, right? So if you, yeah. if I'm coming in with a really rigid mindset about what I want birth to be like, how do you go about expanding that conversation? Yeah. So I think that's really, you know, pulling back the layers uh, and understanding like why it is that they want this outcome. Like, why is that so important for them? And I think when you can get into a little bit of those deeper conversations, like then that can sometimes bring them to the realization of like, oh, well, I, I think I just want this because like somebody told me that that was the best way to do it. Or, you know, because I think that this is the safest way for me and my baby, but like there are medical interventions for a reason. Right. And so if the health of yourself and your baby is the most important to you and the healthiest way to get you both there is, you know, a C-section, then what does that, like, how does that make you feel? And like, can we talk through right. ways that we can navigate that if that were to be the outcome, right? One of my favorite things that we have actually in the program is a guided meditation that actually takes you through A, your mental push plan, and then B, like, what if that changes, Yeah, right? Like we actually lead and make you sit through visualizing what if that changes? What if that doesn't happen for me? Like you have to really sit and contemplate, okay, like how would that make me feel? Right. And, and why do I feel that way? Right. Oh, it's so much inner work. Right. Cause like, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, I don't want, no, like I am the exception. Of course it's going to work for me. I put in the work. Something I have to tell my athletes all the time is like, if you train like you are not the exception, you might actually become it. And like, you have to have that flexibility in your approach, in your belief systems, and frankly, in just like education about like a C-section is not the worst thing ever. Uh, Being induced is not a bad thing. Like there's so much dogmatic information in both of our worlds. Like the birth community, super dogmatic, the fitness community, crazy dogmatic. So how can we bring about like expanding that spectrum of conversation saying like, actually, like what you're saying isn't. I mean, we have better information now. We we know that this is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just maybe a different thing than what you think you want or than what you experienced or whatnot. And just being able to give permission to having an adaptable belief system too around mm-hmm. the variety of things that can come up during birth right. or postpartum. Yeah. And that like goes along with like not having an attachment to the outcome, but like attaching yourself to the process and like your core emotions, like how you want to feel at the end of it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really empowering. It's so awesome. Where can people learn more about what you're doing and the products that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have um, a website 
and it's mentalpushplan.com. People can um, come check us out there. We have all of our products listed as well as a blog and a little bit more about us and sort of our philosophy um, and our pillars and really what we're um, aiming to do and what we stand for. And then, of course, we're on all of the social media platforms. We're on Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest, uh, Facebook. So um, any of those, you can can look us up and, and check out what we've got going um, but as far as our products, so we spent the bulk of our time talking today really about um, our main sort of flagship program, which is the mental push plan um, and the where we really got started in this work. However, we also have another product that's called the mental grief plan um, that we also really like to highlight because we know that the birth process or the journey to parenthood is not linear. Um, and it's not, um, as easy as you get pregnant and then you have a baby, right? So, um, for those who have experienced pregnancy loss, pregnancy or infant loss, there's a whole different scope of mental processing, um, that needs to happen and, and grief processing, um, that needs to happen. And everyone's experience of that is also going to be very unique and different. The mental grief plan is, is something that we developed to help individuals process that experience as well. Um, and that was something that was born out of my own experience. I went through two miscarriages in a row and was just like, what do I even, how do I process this? How do I even begin to comprehend and move forward? And so that for me was especially tough. And even my mental training background, I was like, really at a loss. Like, how do I even comprehend this? Um, so we really wanted to develop um, an additional program that really helped with that, um, that mental experience. And there's lots more to come. We, our goal is really to be that, that mental support, that mental, helping you tap into your own mental strength across your journey to parenthood pregnancy, birth, and beyond. So um, there's definitely more to come. That's where we're at currently. Um, and I'll let Carolyn tell you about our newest thing that's just popped up. We're starting to do some workshops. Cool. Yeah. So in addition to our interactive workbooks, we just wanted to offer something that would be more engaging, more interactive for our audience. And so we're, we're starting a mental push plan workshop that if you're in the Boise area, we'll be offering one in person in April. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that. And then in starting in the summer, we'll start offering virtual workshops for those who, who aren't local. That's so great. And I mean, I, it took me a lot of therapy to, understand so much of these concepts that you guys are talking about and that permission and adaptability. And the therapy is what prepared me to have another baby again and to like walk through that experience and have that adaptable um, game plan. I ended up having a repeat gentle cesarean and such a game-changing situation, right? Like same, same birth method, but totally different experience. And it was so much, it was because of the the mental work I had done during my process of deciding to have another baby getting pregnant and like knowing, like really kind of doing the mental training that would allow me to have like the least anxiety and depression inducing experience as possible. Cause I was so traumatized by that. And my point of sharing that is you guys are making that work so accessible. 
so accessible to people. So they don't have to spend as much time and money in therapy, like as I did Mm -hmm. to acquire that those tools and just honestly an improved belief system around what birth and that experience could potentially look like for me. Again, not based on birth method alone, but on how you feel in just that overall all-encompassing experience, being able to set somebody up for their parenthood experience. So thank you for the work that you are doing. I am so grateful that we met for the work that you're doing locally here in Boise and the work that you are making accessible to everybody online. I know you mentioned a code for mental push plan. Yeah, yeah. We will offer um, 10% off for your audience using the code practice brave. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing the work that you're doing and for honestly bridging an extremely important gap in the birth community, the psychology community, and the fitness community. Thanks so much for having us. We're so happy to have you local in Boise. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and postpartum athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.